You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. I'm Jason Klaus, and over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. Welcome to my show, where on here we will discuss anything and everything that happens in the world around us and how we can go about making things better for you, for me, and everybody that we share this world with. I may go on rants, I will go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Close to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network. Everybody, welcome to the Close to the Heart podcast. This is the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network. I'm Jason Klaus. I uh, certainly appreciate you tuning in this week. And um, I'm going to be straight up with you. I, I know there's uh, some of you have listened to the other shows uh, that have dropped recently in the last week or so. And I've kind of alluded to different things that I was going to talk about on the flagship show here today. And I know some of you were tuning in specifically for that. Now, I need you to understand <laughs> that, um, you know, with my shoot job, with my real job, I don't really, I, I really try not to use too much wrestling terminology. You know, when I say things like a shoot or a work or something like that, I realize that there's a contingent of you that don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, a shoot is something that is real. Um, it's not it's not manufactured. It's not scripted. It's real. In the wrestling business, it's called a shoot. Things that are predetermined, things that are written things that are scripted that's called a work okay now in my real life job i have nothing but time for eight hours to be locked inside my own head and i do a lot of thinking i do a lot of soul search and i do a lot of uh for the lack of a better term. Now, with that being said, I have some very good people that work with me, work alongside me, 
And yeah, I do have that capability to talk to them. And I do. It's not like I just, once I get on the line, I shut down and I don't communicate with anybody. But I, what I will say is my um, depths of communication are limited right now. And that's part of why I, why it's been a minute since I have been able to get into the mindset of recording new content for this show. Because, and the argument would be, well, you know, you've been on Say What, you've been on Power Tripping Through the 80s, and you're right, I have been. I've made sure that that's been a thing because it ain't just me. I am in different environments with those respective co-hosts. I'm able to bounce things off of them. I'm able to have a conversation with them. And that's a different dynamic than coming in here and sitting down by myself behind all of my equipment and tapping into a part of my mindset or into my heart or things of this nature. Last week's show um, with Janelle in her talking about her challenges with, um, you know, her struggles with mental illness, mental health, that was a conversation. And the reoccurring theme between that episode and between what I'm doing with Sean Grugel on Power Tripping Through the 80s and with Kristen Watt, or Say Watt. Um, they're conversations that are generally dictated by the other party. Now, I shouldn't say that in relation to Power Tripping Through the 80s because that's very much a collaborative effort between Sean and me. And uh, generally, we talk about a much lighter topic, something that gets my mind off the immediate, the here and now, the what happens every waking moment of every single day, because it is a lighter topic. The last couple of weeks, we've, we've discussed Christmas-themed topics, and the next one will drop tomorrow. So I you know I don't mind talking about that even though I'm feeling the way that I am this year which is by and large not great. I'm going to be straight up with you. Um but it's a good distraction from the everyday from my real life. At the same time I also know that there's another contingent of you folks that tune in here every week because you want you are expecting me to I I shouldn't say it like that. You have come accustomed to tuning into this show to be inspired. And it's difficult to inspire people when everything in my personal life is in fucking shambles. But I'm trying. And at this point, 
with everything going on. Now, even though I did allude to the fact that I was going to touch on a, uh, or discuss some of the things that's happening, because I know that there's some of you that are genuinely concerned. There is legitimate worry for for me by you. And I really do appreciate that. I've gotten text messages and Facebook messages and a couple of emails that there is a legitimate concern for my well-being. Listen, I'm not going to sit in here and, you know, say what I think you want to hear. You come in here, you come here, you download this show, you listen to the show because I have established the foundation of no bullshit. The name Klaus to the heart is not just a clever play on words. This is an extension of who and what I am. And look, man, I'm going through it. A lot of it is because it is the residual effect of decisions that I have made. Parts of it are trying to find my footing because everything that I believed in, everything that I thought I was doing, everything that I was working towards, like the bottom fell out. And it this was a particular um, shock to the system. I guess on paper, it shouldn't have been for, the, for anybody that actually knows what the hell is going on, and make no mistake about it, there's less than a handful of people that actually know what the hell is going on. There's speculation. There's conversations among you, but you're barely scraping the tip of the iceberg. So anything that you think is happening, just go ahead and disregard it. Because at the end of the day, unless you are one of those handful of people, you don't know what's going on. And you need to just let me process everything. Let me try to pick myself up. And when the time is right, I will come on these airwaves. And I will discuss everything that's happened, but I'm not there yet. And it's going to be a minute. So coming to the realization this morning, and full disclosure, I am recording this at 3.30 in the afternoon on Monday, December 4th. So this is, this is going to be one of them quick turnarounds because this bitch drops at midnight on Tuesday. Tuesday the 5th. And uh, I realized last night as I was thinking about how I wanted to approach what my intended topic was going to be, 
I knew that at this moment, I'm not ready to discuss it on a public forum. I need time to figure things out. I need time to come to terms with all these different emotions that I'm dealing with in in relation to the cards I've been dealt. But, you know, it takes things like this for people to be forced to reevaluate their their entire being, how they go about things, how they conduct themselves, how, you know, what their approach is. Is it genuine? Is it not? Is it real? Is it fake? Is it based on real emotions or the hope of what could be? I thought I had it all figured out. I felt like I was finally rounding the curve, man. Like everything that I had fought so hard and so long for. Um, you know, it's unforeseen circumstances that come up, that pop up, that are completely, completely out of my control. I can't control what other people say or do, but I can damn well control how I respond to it. And at this stage in my life, my tolerance for bullshit is minimal. Minimal. And I had to think about how I wanted to approach this. I, it was a concentrated effort, man. Like I had a hard time falling asleep this morning when I got out of work, like, cause it was heavy on my mind. What, how, how do I, how do I come in here and tell you folks one thing, this is what you should do. This is what you could do. When in all reality, on the inside, man, like ev- like I am one big ball of anxiety, stress, heartbreak, disappointment, anger. That is a potpourri for a lot of fuckery internally. And I knew I didn't want to come in here and dedicate a whole episode on something like that. Not right now. Because I don't want this to be an overwhelmingly negative episode. And you did not tune in here this week to hear me bitch, cry, complain about things that are going wrong in my life, especially if you are somebody that is dealing with something much more detrimental. And I really do keep that in mind. Like, no matter what I'm going through, 
there's somebody out there, there's somebody listening that is dealing with a lot worse than what I am. And I recognize that. And I try to keep that in, in the forefront. I try to uh, prioritize. So you're going to, you know, you come here for your escape from whatever it is that you're dealing with. That's my responsibility. And that's when, that's when things start falling back in line. When I, when I take a step back from my bullshit and I look at what the purpose of this network is, what the purpose of this show is, why you folks tune in why you take the time to send me messages to check on me or to see what's happening because there is some degree of of concern, interest, and loyalty to the brand, to the show, or to me. I do not take that lightly. I know on the surface it seems like I have blown off the network. I have blown off the people that rely on me to get their shows out in a timely manner. On the surface, you can make a strong argument. But then that goes in tune with, if you really knew me, if you were really dialed into who and what I am, you would realize real quick, that that is not what's happening and the fact that there had been a lapse in new content for this show and other shows, specifically the real podcast with Amy Sheridan, um, you would know that for me to be in a situation where I am not able to be a part of or to produce new content that things on my end are fucked up. So I had to change my approach. I had to figure something out. I needed to look at the world around me, not just my world, but the world around me. What can I do? What can I pinpoint? What can I discuss? that I can wholeheartedly during the course of a recording session, put everything that I've got left internally to inspire you, to motivate you. And isn't it funny how signs happen, how things will materialize at the absolute perfect moment. What is that inspiration that that motivates me, that keeps me on the rails? Because it would be real easy to just dial in on everything that is wrong in the world and focus on that. But man, that shit's exhausting. Mentally, physically, emotionally, it takes a lot out of us, right? I ain't telling you anything you don't already know because chances are you're going through it too. Just 
different situations, different scenarios. So I wanted to take some time here. Again, I do have a topic. It is going to be more of a motivational thing. And what you know, it it uh, <coughs> it popped up on Facebook in a uh, in a meme of sorts, and uh, came through one of these pages that I follow that hadn't popped up on my timeline in uh, or my news feed in quite some time. But last night. Or early this morning, really, uh, I lo logged in to Facebook because I seen that I had a message waiting for me on a Messenger. So you know, I checked that, responded to it. Then I went over to Facebook, and it was the first thing that popped up on on my newsfeed. I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're talking about. Uh, thank you, universe, or God, or whoever put that on my radar right at that particular moment, but, like, I get it. I'm a sign guy. I pick up on these things. I no longer uh, ignore those types of things. This is what I'm supposed to talk about. Now, one of the running gigs on Power Tripping Through the 80s was Sean Grugel is we will start the show we will have our banter back and forth how's things what's new uh, you know what have you then we go into the topic now generally more often than not our topic is 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 derived from these famous words that have now become a catchphrase sean i have found a list <laughs> uh some of them are good lists other ones are not. I will tell you, and this is a throwback and a shout out to Nikki Falsoni. I no longer go to listwoo.com for my <laughs> for my list because them sons of bitches are are on a completely different planet. Like I don't know how they come up with their list, but man, oh man, if if I need something to butcher, tear apart, condemn then that's when I'll go to listwoo.com. But that is not the case here. This came in meme form. And we are going to tackle that here in a minute. And then I just, I wanted to take the first segment here and lay out everything that I have just laid out, but also to let you know how much I appreciate you. You folks that are listening to this are what keeps me on the rails. Can I just tell you that? Your investment, your commitment, your loyalty to this brand, to this network, to this show, and to me is never lost on me. Even when there is a raging inferno happening all around me. And I'm kind of like in the middle of it, trying to figure out how, how can I get out of the ring of fire without completely scorching myself? It's you folks that allow that to be a thing. It's you folks that motivate me to 
keep on keeping on, as they say. And I don't know, like I've heard a different, I've heard a variety of different things over the years. Man, you've touched on something that I needed to hear, or I didn't think about it in that aspect. You gave me another avenue to explore and it winds up helping them and that's a very that's a very satisfying feeling knowing that what i had to say helps and the the one thing that i hear often is i tune into your show not because of what you're talking about but how you talk about it. I have made no bones about the fact that I am not a fan of my voice. I have a real hard time listening to episodes back after they've been recorded. Not because of my co-hosts. I could listen to them all day long. But anytime I start talking, like, immediately... Everything internally just tightens right up. And I don't know if it's because as I'm listening to myself back, like I'm hearing what I'm saying, but I'm more dialed in on what was happening in my mind when I was talking about it. And it's kind of a mind fuck, man. But there are those of you who tune in because (laughs) apparently, to some of you, my voice is soothing to you. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I can't begin to imagine what it is about this that you find soothing or relaxing or some degree of good. But I'm also not one to shy away from it either. Like, this is what I've been given. This is what I sound like. This is the tones that come out when I open my mouth. And take the stuttering part out of it. Um, That's a completely different thing. And that's another reason why I hate listening to myself back because... I can uh, I I can pick up on different things that may go completely over your, over the head, right? But like I pick up on it, like ooh, I got caught up there, or that's the spot where I had to rethink about what word I was going to use. And, and I've talked about this before, man. Like my brain is a Rolodex, it's a thesaurus, it's a dictionary, it's. I know there's something that's that's coming up. There's a word coming up that I'm supposed to say, but like while I'm talking, my brain is going through my thesaurus and it's trying to pick out a different word that I can enunciate. It's a struggle, man. But you folks are here for it. And at the end of the day, that's why I do what I do. And it's to give other folks a platform to tell their stories, 
to share their experiences, to bring their particular perception or expertise or whatever the case may be on a very public and a widespread platform such as podcasting. That's what this network's all about. It's about giving people the opportunity to be heard. And that's why I do what I do. With that, we're going to run a quick timeout. And when we come back, we will finally get to the topic at hand. So stick around. More of the Klaus to the Heart podcast is right after this. At any given time, everybody is going through something in their lives, and they need perhaps another perspective on how to tackle it. Maybe they need to be motivated. Maybe they need to be inspired. Everybody, I'm Jason Klaus, and we are inviting you to join us once a month as my friend Waddell Edwards and I take to the airwaves of Orion Neighborhood Television for the Klaus and Pew Show. Each month, we will tackle a topic that will inspire you, that will try to put things in a different perspective and to let you know that no matter what you're dealing with, it's going to be okay. It's the Klaus and Q Show every month over on ONTV. You can find it exclusively on facebook.com forward slash Orient ONTV. The Klaus and Q Show as part of the PFC Entertainment Network. And welcome back to the show. Certainly appreciate you uh, hanging out with me and withstanding the first <laughs> first segment there. Uh, we're going to try to turn the tempo around a little bit. Um, as you, as I alluded to a little bit ago, I have this um, list of sorts, and based on the title of the episode. Um, we're going to try to put a positive spin on things here. I found this list of seven quick happiness tips. Now you, you hear that and you're like, well, this is going to be one of those things that mm, I don't know if it's going to apply to me, but I feel like as we go down, down this list and we kind of expand on every article here. Sometimes in order to find your happiness, you got to put in a little bit of effort. A lot of us will sit here in our, atop our throne of fuckery and wait for happiness to come. And it doesn't always work like that. It just doesn't. Sometimes we have to work for it. Sometimes we have to go out and find it. And there are other there are other instances where it will smack you upside the head when when you least expect it. But are you of the mindset to recognize that's what's happening, or does that one moment, that door of opportunity, does it slam shut because you hesitated? It's kind of like, you know, when you're driving, and let's say you're going through, and it doesn't. I this happened to me this morning and and it happens all the time. When you go through like a residential neighborhood, you'll see a squirrel 
come out into the road, it sees that you're coming in a couple thousand pound vehicle, and that little bastard doesn't know where to go. It freaks out. It darts one way or the other. It stops in some cases. It's it's looking right at you. It's it sees you coming. It doesn't know what to do. It panics. And what happens? Sometimes it avoids that catastrophe. Other times, <clears throat> you hear a couple of thuds underneath your vehicle. You look back in the rear view and. Well, you know what the end result is. If you don't seize that moment, you could lose out on arguably what could be step one of the greatest chapter of your life. But you don't know because you hesitated. But there are things that we can incorporate into our day-to-day that will improve our chance of success in terms of finding happiness. Or if not overall happiness, you can eliminate some of the bullshit that you are dealing with. If you incorporate one or more of these articles here that we're going to to discuss right now. Number one, don't listen to gossip. This is a trigger for me because for whatever reason, I am a target of, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Did you hear that this is going on? Did you hear what happened here? Did Did you see this? Did you read that? Did you blah, blah, blah? Holy shit, man. Quit putting so much stock into what everybody else says, does, or otherwise. Unless it is a direct correlation and it has uh, the ability to affect your life, steer clear of it, man. Because more often than not, anything that is roped into the umbrella of gossip, there might be a fraction of the truth but people have put in their particular personal seasonings into it and it winds up becoming a fraction of what's actually happening. Because you know how it is, man. You hear a story about somebody, especially somebody that you know that you might even like, and you start and you start hearing about what's going on but you're not hearing it from them you're hearing it from second third fourth hand exposure or experiences why are you putting that kind of time and effort into what somebody else's narrative is if you want to get to the root of of the situation go to the person that it involves you don't have to keep feeding into it, man, because that's that's what expands that bubble of negativity. Because you are feeding into it just by listening to it. And then you're going to pick up on something that you're going to tell your neighbor or your friend, hey, I heard 
I heard that this guy did this or that this girl did that. And, you know, then you then you got to go to social media because everybody puts their bullshit on social media and you try to get to the root of the problem. Now, I will tell you that there are times where I have heard something and I need some sort of verification. And I will go to a particular person's Facebook page just to see what they put out there. And once I read what they put out there in their own words, in their own narrative, and then I start thinking about what I just heard. And does the two meet in the middle? More often than not, it does not. So I have now disregarded everything that I have just heard because of what I did or what I found in my research. Now, I will tell you that I am aware that there are times where people will put their spin on whatever the case is on their personal page in an effort for them not to be the heel or quote unquote bad guy in the situation. I understand that that's a thing. And that's when I will have a direct conversation. If I am invested in that person or I am invested in what's happening, I will go directly to that person, not through social media. And I'll ask them point blank questions. And I expect point blank answers. Just like anybody that comes to me, man, like I, I've had conversations as recently as an hour ago. You ask me a point blank question, I'm going to give you a point blank answer, whether you want to hear it or not, because that's the respect that I have for the line of communication. If you don't want to know, don't fucking ask. And if you do ask, be prepared for what the answer or what have you is. Don't dial into that shit, man. Anytime you are engaged in a conversation that starts with, hey, did you hear what so-and-so did or what so-and-so posted? That right there is my first red flag. And immediately, my engagement is altered. Number two, this is a big one. This is a big one for me. It's a big one for some of you. Ignore what people say about you. That kind of ties into the gossip thing, right? Hey, <laughs> in a lot of people's lives, in a lot of people's worlds, I am public enemy number one. I am the Antichrist. I am the spawn of Satan. I am Satan himself. To some of you. And I understand why. Because you have an opinion. On what I have done. What I have said. Or how I conduct my life. I understand that. It's human nature. It's part of the process. I get it. And it's not just on a personal level either. Like when I was a promoter in the professional wrestling business, very much the same thing. 
if somebody didn't get a booking that they liked or they didn't like the match that they were written for or they had an issue with the promo or the direction of their character, they wouldn't come to me about it. They would talk amongst their friends and their cliques and other people working for other promotions. And like, I just, I was the dumbest person there ever was because this was the direction we were taking their character. But that happens in real life too, man. You do something, you say something, you conduct yourself in a way that does not correlate with what other people's views, opinions, or philosophies are on how you should be living your life. They are going to talk mad shit about you. If you call people out for their particular bullshit with facts, with their own words, with this is what triggered me to respond in the way that I did. People don't like to accept responsibility. They hate the fact that they have to admit that they're wrong. And it becomes a thing where in defense mode, they are going to try to shed the light on themselves as victim. And that I or you, whatever the case may be, are trying to ruin them, derail them, make them look worse than they really are. I get it. But it boils down to this. Unless you are walking step one in my shoes, unless you see things through my eyes, you got no shit and idea about what all goes into the process of my decision making or other people don't have a concept as to what goes into your decision making and yeah if they if you're not doing something that they feel like you should be doing or conduct yourself in the way that they feel like that you should they are going to talk shit they won't bring it to you in an effort to alleviate some of that anxiety or ill feelings, they're just going to go talk shit. That's what makes them feel good. That's what keeps the conversation going. But then it starts to veer off into the gossip column. You see how all, all this t ties into one another? Number three is design your own life. And I am a huge proponent of this. Anybody that has had conversations with me recently, you've heard me incorporate kind of, I don't want to call it a catchphrase, but it's kind of become that. I don't, I'm just reading the script that is being presented to me in life. I didn't write this shit. Like in my circumstance right now, I didn't write this. I'm reading what was presented to me. I use it as a metaphor, of course, but you understand what I'm saying. For the longest time, I, like many of you, allowed other people and entities to dictate how I was going to live my life, what I was going to do with my life, and every conceivable aspect of it. 
because it's in somebody else's vision. It's with somebody else's interest. And I allowed that to happen for the majority of my life. I allowed other people's influences, wants, needs, desires to dictate to me how I was going to conduct my life. And one day I woke up and I realized I am not a happy individual. I don't feel like I have control over my life. I feel like I'm living my life for other people. It's not that I, what I as an individual bring to another human, it's what I can do for them. And once I have exhausted my assets or I've exhausted my worth in your mind, then no, I'm no longer good enough. You're no longer good enough. Your best isn't good enough. Everything that you have put forth is not enough. And you're told that and you're made to feel inadequate. You're made to feel bad. You're made to feel like you're failing people. Now, if you're anything like me, failing anybody, especially those that we care about and being told that is one of the worst feelings that you will ever experience. And we want to immediately erase that. So how do we erase that? We focus on what they want, what they need, what they desire. And we put our wants, needs, desires on the back burner so that you are happy. Now, what happens is you start living vicariously through other people. You are not living your own life. Fuck that. If people in your life cannot be happy for you because of who and what you are genuinely, these are people you need to reduce or eliminate from your day-to-day because they are demonstrating that they do not give a shit about what you want, need, or desire. Your happiness is not a priority to them only what you can bring to the table that benefits them. You see what I'm saying? We have, and you've heard me say this at nauseum, one life to live. We have one opportunity here in this form with the allotted time that we have here to do amazing things, to be amazing people. And we all have our dreams and our goals. Nobody is going to allow that to be a thing. Nobody is going to hand you your life on a silver platter and be like, here you go. Everything you ever wanted is right here. That is not reality. And if you keep waiting for other people to write your story, to write your script, or to pave the road for you to get to your ultimate goal or dream, you are going to find out during the course of your journey that that is not going to be a thing because it's disingenuous. 
It's not real. It's based on somebody else's accord. You want to achieve your goals. You want to achieve your happiness. You have to do it on your own. Now, that's not to say you can't lean into the support and the love of your friends and your family that actually give a fuck about you. But if you are relying exclusively on that, you are putting yourself way behind the eight ball. Four, look for the good in every situation. That silver lining, folks, this is the bottom line of the silver lining. This is what I am celebrated for, and this is what I'm condemned for as unrealistic. I'm told quite often there are situations that don't have a silver lining. And you can make a strong argument for that. You really could. I understand that. I'm not so, my head is not so far into the clouds that I don't see reality because I still stay very, very, very grounded. But I also believe that if you look hard enough, if you're willing to really dial in and focus on, there is at least one aspect of every situation that can provide some sort of benefit. If for nothing else, it is a life lesson. If for nothing else, it is something that you have learned that you can incorporate moving forward in an effort to not make the same mistake again. Because those who continue to make the same mistakes and expect a different result is madness. You've heard it said other ways. It's become cliche, but it is absolutely true. So yeah, things suck right now for you. Things aren't firing on all cylinders. You're derailed, you're dethroned, you're defeated, you're deflated. But at, if nothing else, when you reach a point like that, you start to realize what good you do have in your life, whether it's a situation or an individual. Because those of us who are knocked down to rock bottom, man, like you realize real quick, real quick, who's truly in your corner and for the right reasons, the ones who are genuine. Every time I have been knocked down, I will pick myself up. But as I'm picking myself up, I realize I have a select, very select group of people that are standing around me with hands out to help pick me up if I need that. I try not to uh, make a habit out of incorporating that because that's probably more of a pride thing on my, on my account, on my accord, and I realize that's one of my flaws. But I never want to be somebody that is perceived to be hopeless 
or somebody that is counting on that, as my dear friend Sean would say, a hand up. Like, I know that shit's important. And knowing that they're there is important. And if I get to a point to where I absolutely feel like I cannot pick myself up, that's that's when I will reach up and allow somebody to pull me up. At least to get my head above water for a minute so I can take a goddamn breath. Kind of ties into number five here. Develop an attitude of gratitude. We are hip deep in the holiday season right now. And generally it's this time of year where people will go above and beyond to help those in need. Now, there are those who will conduct themselves 11 months out of, out of the year with no regard to the here and now or how it's going to affect their future or, more importantly, the people that they share their life with. They take people and situations for granted. I was one of these people. I took life for granted for a long time like I realized the value of it I realized the value of it very very early on I can pinpoint I I can recall the day it was February 15th 1985 I was nine years old my grandfather died and man I can recall that day like it happened yesterday. At nine years old, I was exposed to my first real bout of grief and loss. I may not have understood it on the level that I do now, but it was not lost on me what the significance was. And anytime we are in a situation where we lose somebody or we are disassociated from a scenario or a situation or a venue or whatever the case may be, we can pinpoint things, be like, damn, I wish I could have that back. I wish I hadn't said that. I wish I hadn't done this. But why do we wait until it's too late? Why do we wait until that final shoe falls before we realize, hmm, fuck this up. Over the course of my life, I have experienced a lot of loss, a lot of grief, a lot of anger, a lot of heartbreak. But I am always appreciative of the people and the situations that are of a benefit to me on some level in my life. Those things and those people 
that make life worth living. And that's why I, at nauseam, will tell people how much I appreciate them. Or walking by somebody that I feel like is having a bad day and I will stop what I'm doing. Be like, hey, I don't know if anybody's told you this today, but you're awesome. Sometimes that's all people need to hear, man. They need to be reminded that they're worth something to somebody. They really, truly do. Number six is laugh more. This is one I've got to work on. I don't know the last time I had a legitimate fucking laugh. Like, you know, those that laugh that, I mean, to your core laugh. I've chuckled here and there. But I don't remember the last time I actually had a good, solid laugh. I just haven't felt like it. I haven't been presented with a situation where mm, that was goddamn funny. And I know it's because I've allowed a lot of these other influences that I'm dealing with to uh, infiltrate my, <coughs> excuse me, my, um, my train of thought. I allowed that to happen. And I have no doubt that there's going to be a day where I will restore my laugh or something. Life life will bring me back around. Or God is going to put situations in front of me, however, you know, whatever you believe, that will restore the degree of happiness that will allow me to laugh more. And number seven, once it's passed, let it go. How many times have you heard me on this show say, you can, uh, you can reflect, you can, uh, What's done is done. Nothing you can do is going to erase a situation that's happened. We don't have time machines. This is not back to the future. We do not have a DeLorean that will take us back in time so that we can redo something. As sweet as that would be, it just isn't reality. What's done is done. What's said is said. That's why I'm very careful about my words, man. Words especially. Actions are one thing. Words, we have full control over what we say, how we say it. In the moment, right then and there, sight on scene, we have that power. You've heard me say a thousand times, our words are more are among the most powerful weapons that we have at our disposal. It will make or break a person or a day. Our actions. Very much the same thing. 
What's done is done. What I just said, I just said. I can't take it back. I can erase it. I can go into the the editing module on this platform and take out what I just said. But the universe has already heard it. Or God has already heard it. Karma has already heard it. You could be in a 20,000 seat arena with not another individual in that building and you can say and you can do with thinking that nobody else hears you or sees you but somebody does what regardless of what you believe another entity has heard that because you have put it out there your actions once you've done it, you've done it. It's like a domestic abuse situation. An argument erupts, gets heated. Things are said in the heat of the moment because people have a hard time in some regards taking a moment to think about what they're going to say before they say it. They, they are just, they're in that raw moment, that raw emotion, and they're hurting or they're pissed or whatever. They want the other person to feel what they feel, so they will say some of the damnest things you've ever heard. You can apologize until the cows come home, but it's out there. That person heard it. It made them feel the way that it did. That's the verbal side of it. How many times does it escalate to physical violence? Once that slap is thrown, man, and once it makes contact, there ain't no taking it back. You done did it. Again, you can apologize. And it's up to the other party to accept your apology and in, in, in an effort to rectify the situation, in an effort to forgive, but they don't forget. Now, we can learn from that. I can honestly tell you that I have never, ever, in a violent manner, laid hands on a woman. It, my brain just does not register that. I will walk away from the situation before I ever allow that to be a thought. Now, with that being said, I mean, if... If a girl's coming at me with some sort of weapon and is looking to do some very serious damage, well, then I'm going to reconsider my approach in an effort to neutralize the situation and get my ass out of the situation so it doesn't become a thing. But I ain't just going to walk up to some chick and punch her in the face because we're, we're in the heat of an argument. You think about your different friendships and your relationships that may have gone south. And if it's not good 
for one or both parties. What, what are we doing? Why are we wasting time, spending time, energy, and effort on something that by and large, probably, unless it's an extraordinary circumstance, is just going to keep repeating itself? You think about the different people who have hurt you, said things to you, done things to you, wrecked you in some, in one or more levels of your life. Yeah, we could sit here all day long and keep going back and forth about it, but once it's done, it's done. How you respond to it is ultimately what lays that next brick on the path to your future. If you want to sit there and dwell on it, by all means, that's your prerogative. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is continuing to march forward. Meanwhile, that goal or that dream or that destination that you had in your mind is becoming further and further and further away because, again, the world is still moving forward. You are still stuck here worrying about what was. I realize there's different scenarios and situations that are going to um, curb your momentum, for the lack of a better term. But as long as you are still continuing to move forward, even a centimeter, you're moving that much further away from what has just happened. Because again, it's already done. You ain't changing it. Maybe think about that as you are trying to figure out how to deal with a less than ideal situation. Is this what you want your life to be? Is this what you want to define your day, your life, your existence? It's individualized, man. I can't tell you how to live your life. I can't tell you what to do. All I can do is provide you different scenarios and options. Maybe you should consider this. Not because I think I'm the end-all, be-all, I know everything, because I clearly do not. I'm just stemming off my experiences. So you don't look back and be like, damn, wish I had that one back. Or wish I hadn't said that. But once it's done, it's done. And it's up to you on how you move forward. So with that, we're going to go ahead and put a bow on this week's episode. And uh, I uh, certainly appreciate you tuning in here this week. Thank you for your patience with me. Thank you for continuing to support the shows, the network, or me, if that's the case. We are in the holiday season right now. And I know there's a lot of people out there who are struggling bad. If you know of somebody, you see something where a little bit of kindness could completely change the course of somebody's day do it it's a season of giving man 
And if we can give each other a little bit of hope, if we can give each other a little bit of support, I'm not talking necessarily monetarily, because look, with the good part of this season also comes the bad, and this is where the scams come out. This is where disingenuous people come out. They will go on to these neighborhood discussion groups on social media. Oh, I am in trouble. <laughs> I have this going on. I have that going on. I can't do this. My kids are going to suffer. I blah, blah, blah. And then you find out that it is not accurate. They're giving you bullshit. <clears throat> Those of you who think who conduct yourself in that, and I know, I know, I knew of a couple of you that tune into here that conduct them that conduct yourselves in that way. You want to play pity party? You want to put us put a scenario out there in an effort to gain some sort of sympathy in an effort to get money under the guise of helping your family? When in reality, you're using whatever it is that people donate to you or your cause for disingenuous reasons, just know karma is coming back around and it is going to smack you right upside your fucking head. Just know that. It's a comment. So don't be surprised when it does. But there's other people that actually care about mankind. There's other people that care about their neighbors, about their friends, about their community. And they go out looking for ways to improve people's days, their lives, their seasons. For the right reasons. It doesn't matter if you believe in God. It doesn't matter if. You are of the philosophy that we celebrate Christmas because it coincides with the birth of Jesus Christ. Whether you believe that or not is irrelevant. Because there is an underlying foundation of what this season's all about. And it is is about giving. It's about looking out for one another. Not just in the month of December. Not just on the 25th day of this month. But that philosophy should be followed 365 days a year. 52 weeks. Some days are more of a struggle than others. But I promise you, if you hit the pause button for just a moment and you look around you, There is something out there that will put life and what is truly important on your radar, in focus, in perspective. Go out this week. Be awesome to yourselves and to each other. And we'll see you right back here next week with a new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the PFC Entertainment Network.